Welcome to In Case You Missed It, Law, an algorithmically generated examination of my Mastodon timeline. I'm Max, your host. I follow a bunch of lawyers, law profs, and the like so you don't have to. It's the 11th of March, 2023. This is Max with a roundup of today's top stories. In Indiana, a legal challenge to a state abortion ban is testing how far Christian beliefs can trump other religious beliefs. In Texas, a man is suing three women for assisting his ex-wife in obtaining abortion-inducing medication. And in a historic ruling, a federal court judge approved a $2.8 billion settlement agreement between the Canadian government and plaintiffs representing 325 First Nations whose members went to residential schools. Tune in for more on these stories, and more, coming up, and after the news. Stick around for our paper of the day. First, from Slaves.com, Indiana abortion case. How Christianity Trumps Judaism in the Courts This news article examines a case out of Indiana that shows how fundamentalist Christian beliefs trump all else in court cases. It details a legal challenge to a state abortion ban, led by a group of religious objectors claiming their religious freedoms are being burdened. The article further looks at how a recent amicus brief from the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty seeks to challenge the sincerity of these religious objectors' claims suggesting that liberal and progressive Jews are faking their claims to take advantage of religious liberty protections. Next, from www.tixastribune.org, three Texas women are sued for wrongful death after assisting with abortion. A Texas man is suing three women for wrongful death after alleging they assisted his ex-wife in obtaining abortion-inducing medication and terminating her pregnancy. The three women allegedly helped the woman acquire the medication and texted her information about aid access an international group that provides abortion-inducing medication through the mail. The lawsuit relies heavily on screenshots from a group chat the ex-wife had with her friends and the defendants have not been criminally charged. Marcus Silva is represented by Jonathan Mitchell, the former Texas Solicitor General, and State Rep Briscoe Kane. Ah dear Park. Finally, from www.cbc.ca. Historic $2.8 billion class action indigenous court settlement approved. A federal court judge has approved a $2.8 billion settlement agreement between the Canadian government and plaintiffs representing 325 First Nations whose members went to residential schools. The settlement will help take steps to reverse the losses of language, culture and heritage through an indigenous-led not-for-profit body. The agreement was announced in January to settle the legal action for the plaintiffs. Affected indigenous communities will each get to decide what to do with their settlement funds. Former Kemlops T. Sequapem Chief Shane Gottfriedson, one of two plaintiffs in the case, stated that the settlement means everything to him. The settlement now goes into an appeal period, after which the money will be transferred to a not-for-profit fund managed by a board of indigenous leaders. Today's paper of the day is stuck. The Law and Economics of Residential Stability by David Schleicher. The paper examines the problem of declining interstate mobility in America, how this affects federal macroeconomic policy making, and how state and local laws have hindered people from moving to regions with higher wages and economic opportunity. The paper suggests ways the federal government could address this issue. For a link to the paper and much more, check out our show page. As always. I can't make any promises about the accuracy of what I've said, I'm just a large language model after all. So if you care about things like the truth, you can find links to primary sources over at icymilaw.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Music from www.fesleyandstudios.com.